I used to love writing in the morning. And then I started really dread, like I felt uncomfortable. Like I was about to go sit in front of the jury, you know, like I felt really like, oh God, okay, morning pages, great. Yeah. I have to face all the disappointments of yesterday. Welcome to the Life Coach Baker podcast. I'm Nicole Baker, life coach for perfectionists who want to set goals and actually follow through with them. I went to my first personal development seminar at the age of one. Yes, I was quite literally born into this industry. But by 15, I started to implement this mindset mumbo jumbo I'd heard so much about and it worked. As a recovering perfectionist myself, I've been able to set goals that are way out of my comfort zone and achieve them by doing things imperfectly, without self-judgment, and without the fear of their opinions. And now I help others to do the same. So if you are capital D done feeling like a hostage to this a-hole called perfectionism, then this show is for you. My goal is for you to leave each episode with tactical action steps that you can start to implement in your life now. I may be in my 20s. I may have the voice of a sassier Cinderella, but I've been doing this personal development-ish since I was a toddler. So let's dive in. What is up, my sweet friends? Welcome back to another episode of the Life Coach Baker podcast, and welcome to the first official episode that I am recording at my new home in Colorado. I've been here for now about three weeks by the time this episode drops, but I batched early, and this is the first one officially recording from here, and man, oh man, I am so happy to be here. It's so beautiful, and it smells so good. Um, but before we dive into today's episode, I just want to give you all a quick little background in the incredible, hilarious soul we're talking to today. So we're talking to Jen Chapman, who is a burlesque dancer, a comedian, a naturopath, and the owner of Sweet Vegan. And I, one thing I love about interviewing people is that we can do all the preemptive work. So any questions or any background or anything like that, but Really, when magic happens on the podcast is when people show up with what's going on with their lives that day. And we were able to really dive into some of Jen's old perfectionistic tendencies that she was really bold and vulnerable with sharing on the podcast. And honestly, it was just one of those things that I was like, I cannot wait for listeners to hear this because this is such a an incredibly important topic. So without any further ado, let's dive into today's episode with Jennifer Chapman. Welcome, welcome, welcome Jen Chapman to the podcast. How are you doing today? (laughs) I am doing amazingly well. I'm doing great. You're so, I'm going to pretend like I didn't just ask you that three minutes ago. (laughs) I'm going to pretend I didn't tell you that I've been up since 2.30 this morning. And like I said, we are a podcast where we meet each other where we're at on that day. And if you're like, you know what? My brain's a little slower today. That is a human being thing than 100%. Oh I love that. I love that so much. That's my new, um, it's my new, I don't know. I was going to call it a motto. That's not what it is. It's my new outlook is to just sort of take each day as it presents itself and stop trying to force it to be something that it's not basically so and honestly we we were just talking about this off air but that is such a hard skill to learn I like to I like to use this example where it's like 
if you had never been to the gym before in your entire life and you decide to go and pick up a hundred pound weight, you're going to fall into the ground. Like that just doesn't work. Versus if you go and you pick up a two pound and you master that, then you move up to five and so on and so forth. And then eventually you get up to that hundred and it's just super easy. I have yet to get there. We're getting there, but like gun show. Um, but it's the same thing with building this habit, especially as, um, and correct me if I'm putting words in your mouth as a recovering overachiever, <laughs> which, is a, which is a lot of listeners. I know a lot of people can relate with that. I pack way too much into day, into my day and I need to step away and not put that high expectation on myself. It's like, it's like going to the gym and picking up that two pound weight. So full disclosure, I have, um, I do have some obsessive tendencies and I am a, like, I have a list addiction. So, (laughs) and my lists are unreasonable. Like, it'd be really fun if I compulsively listed three tasks for the day and like, I have to have my three task list, but it's not, it's like 25 things. Like no one if you, if you laid it out with an actual timeline, it would be physically impossible. Mm -hmm. Even if you didn't take breaks to go to the bathroom or eat to do all of those things. But for some reason, when I'm writing them out, it feels very reasonable to expect this of myself. And I used to, so I write morning pages every morning. And for the longest time, I would start them by honestly, basically listing the reasons why I was disappointed in myself about the day before. Like every morning was, I, I don't know what happened. At some point, my they used to be beautiful and very eloquently written about my feelings and my observations and my thoughts. And then at some point, they changed into like this sort of berating lecture to myself oh my about gosh. how literally started with the word yesterday, most of the time, like yesterday wasn't the most productive day because blah, 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 blah. And I'm really disappointed because I didn't get this, 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 and this done. And I started, I used to love writing in the morning. And then I started really dread, like I felt uncomfortable. Like I was about to go sit in front of the jury, you know, like I felt really like, oh God, okay. Morning pages. Great. I have to face all the disappointments of yesterday. And I stopped myself one morning. I was like, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> what is this weird? Is this motivating you at all? Like at all? And I'm guessing not, or you wouldn't be writing the same thing every day about how you failed yourself again. Um, and, you know, my mom has a cool system where she actually just writes the list of stuff she did get done that day, which is very validating and rewarding for her. I have the memory of a goldfish. So I do have to write stuff down in order to remember to to get it done. But I stopped. And as I said to you before, this is really recent, like just in the last couple of weeks, I stopped looking at everything I didn't accomplish and why I should be disappointed in myself. Um, And I stopped looking at my sort of list of tasks for the day as non-negotiable tasks slash evidence that I obviously don't care that much because if I really was disciplined and if I was really driven and really passionate, I would have done all the things. So 
this is really hard for me, but I now still write my crazy obsessive list and I'll maybe make a little star next to the couple things that are like not negotiable, like deadlines mm. that, that have to, you know, people are counting on me. They absolutely have to be done, but, or I'm counting on me just learning that one too. But, uh, <laughs> um, but also just saying, okay, these are the things that need my attention today. Do the ones you can, yeah. but please listen to yourself. So for example, how many times have you been working on something? Say it's, you know, I'm saying this to everyone who's listening, but like you're working on your website or you're working on a pitch or you're working on a personal essay or you're working on a workshop that you're writing or whatever it is. And you have this brutal headache and you're exhausted and you're teary eyed and you keep yawning. And you keep saying that to yourself. Oh man, my head, it's pounding. It's crazy. My head hurts so much. I'm so tired. I've, oh, this is taking forever. And you keep telling yourself, but you don't stop. Yeah. Even though your body's like, hey, I'm talking to you. <laughs> I'm screaming. <laughs> stop. Even if it's only for like an hour, please yes. walk away. Go for a walk, breathe, take a nap, meditate, or maybe you have to call it a day depending on what's going on with you. But so many times I've sat there literally right in my journal in the morning. My intention today is to be mindful. And then spend my day going like, oh, God, I have yeah. a migraine. What is wrong? And ignore it and keep trying to work through it. And then the next day, I'm so disappointed in myself. I didn't get that thing finished. And I was like, wouldn't it be cool if the reason why you didn't get finished was because you were like, oh, hey, this is not happening today. My body is saying no. Instead of. I just got chills. That was so good. Forced- oh, my gosh. <laughs> Instead of that, you forced yourself to sit there and like basically cry at your laptop for like four hours, but couldn't be productive because you didn't feel well and your body was asking you to stop, you know? I'm like literally almost near to tears because you are in a place that is so beneficial for people to hear about. Because we hear so often about like the, the, the before times we'll call it where it's like, I'm super busy. I'm always busy. I'm busy and busy and busy. I'm just a working machine. I'm a robot. I'm treating my body like it is a robot. And then you hear about the other side where people are like, you can live freely, do three things a day. It's all happy guru pants, like all, everything's so fine. But the middle is so messy. And a lot of the times we don't talk about that. And I'm, I'm so, I'm like, I'm literally almost like crying because I'm like, I'm just so glad you're here and you're talking about this. And it's just, it's, it's such a good place to be. I want to ask if there was like a moment or a decision that made you go from, I can't live like this anymore. I can't live this to-do list life, 25,000 things, et cetera. So there's a couple things. One yeah, there's a couple of things. Okay, so first of all, as I um, implied and glided past, I do have a bit, I have OCD. So mm. if I let myself go there, I will spin out. Yeah. <laughs> so, 
And by spread out, I just mean, I don't have like a helpful OCD. My house mm -hmm. is not immaculate and perfectly organized. That's not, and my hands are not washed every three seconds. I have like the one where I get hyper-focused on something mm -hmm. and obsess about that same thing on a loop over and over and over again. So if I give myself a bunch of unrealistic expectations, it is a given that I will then need to obsess about them because I yeah. can't actually do them. And when you start noticing that you're spending more time obsessing about the thing than doing it, you are now your biggest obstacle. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and then also this whole, um, like this whole lockdown thing has been really interesting because he, so I'm in Montreal, Quebec in mm. Canada, and it has now been a year basically that we can't do much of anything. So we can't, there was like a brief period where we could go to the gym and go to a restaurant or something, but it's, that was very fleeting. And so for the most part, there's been nowhere for us to go. And, um, I'm not going to lie when, when it, this first started, aside from the obvious stress and fear that any pandemic evokes in anyone, I also secretly got really excited. Okay. So here's why. I, <laughs> I have a job during the day as um, a community, like a community outreach person and um, uh, like intervention counselor. Okay. And I also am a stand-up comic and a burlesque performer. And I also am going to school to be a naturopath. And I'm also running a side business, which will hopefully become my primary business at some point. So you're not busy at all is what you're telling no, me. No, so you're I'm not at all busy. <laughs> I'm super bored and I'm just looking for stuff to do. So I was really glad that you invited me on this podcast because I was like, finally, I can do something. Um, no, but the thing is that when lockdown happened, it was like, oh, something is forcing me to not be able to say yes to being in 20 different places at the same time. I literally cannot be in any places <laughs> anywhere except for home. And even still, I was like, okay, I can't get on stage, but I will, you know, write a solid hour of new comedy. I'm going to finish my book of personal essays that I've been writing for like 10 years. I'm going to, you know, and I just realized that what I did was I didn't say, oh, wow okay, well, I guess I need to take a step back and take a deep breath. And we're going to try and figure out how to move through this. Instead, I was like, okay, well, then what other humongous list of impossible tasks can I give myself to do? And I was seeing all these other people that were like, yeah, this really sucks. But honestly, it's been kind of nice to finally read a book or it's been really great. I've taken up meditating and I, and I'm in bed by nine these days, you know, and there's, and I was like, how, <laughs> how, is, how is everyone having all this downtime? What's happening? And I I was like, like, this is insane. This is I, insane. I feel like at the beginning of the pandemic, there were like, there were two types of people. 
there were the ones that were like, oh my gosh, I have so much time to like, to relax and really get to know myself and just like watch a lot of Netflix and like, you know, take up knitting and like all these, like really just like, ah, like mm, lovely, like super relaxing, super peaceful. And then there's you and I, where we're like, I'm going to take on five new hobbies and I'm going to clean out my closet three times. (laughs) Like, and it's like, Okay, when is productivity enough? <laughs> like, and never mind hobbies. Like, you know, you just said, "Oh, I'm gonna take up knitting." Like, that'll be so nice. I have time to knit. I'll be like, okay, on my list. Also, start learn how to knit. Yes. I have to do that on Friday. <laughs> like, <laughs> just like impose this crap on myself. Like, take a class. Why? <laughs> For Why what now? reason? I literally know this stage here in so hard and I can relate to it so hard. Like it is ridiculous. And I know a lot of people out there are like, they, they, they know that feeling. They know that exact feeling. And something I always say to, um, to clients of mine when they're in that stage where it's like, oh my gosh, like I need to do this. I need to do this. I need to do this. And it's like, okay, like what I, first of all, what I've noticed is when people are in that state and I notice this in myself, there's like this grip on like, I need to control every single second of my day because I'm in the driver's seat. And if I don't control it, I die. Like <laughs> there's like, there's this weird, like thing that we've made in our brain where it's like, if I release the reins, if I relax, if I don't schedule something, if I don't finish the list or whatever, I will implode. Like life will cease to exist. And it's so hard. And one of the best things and the most impactful things I've seen work for, for people who have had this, this, I'm going to call it addiction. Cause I, I for sure was addicted to it was, is finding ways to release the reins. Cause that's a lot more of like the core thing. And actually I highly recommend to anyone who's listening, who has that, like, I need to hold control of everything is to read the book, super attractor. Um, have you heard of it? No, it is phenomenal Jen it is like it, it it is just so good it's by Gabby Bernstein or Gabrielle Bernstein excuse me um but it's all about how to go from I need to control everything to I'm going to release and let the universe take care of things or God creation however whatever insert you want to call there um I mean even then I just saw you're like your shoulders dropped just a little I know you were stretching a little bit but I was like, oh, no, 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 no I was breaking out into hives but yeah oh, God. <laughs> it's like what release I can't go away I have to go. <laughs> oh my gosh. But I, I truly, I really do highly recommend. It. And obviously there's a time and a place when everyone's list, like ready to listen to that material, but, um, it's, it's a very, very good book. Oh my goodness. I want people to know who you are and what you do. I realize we haven't talking, we haven't talked about that. Jen Chapman, who are you and what do you do? You've mentioned a little bit, but I want to dive in. Um, I, Well, yes, I am Jen Chapman. And um, as I said earlier, well, I'm a performer and um, and a writer of sorts. And I am a mom of three, probably your age of daughters, actually, (laughs) or close to your age. Um, And three beautiful, brilliant women. And um, I also am an extremely passionate, um, holistic nutritionist, and I'm studying to become a naturopath as well. And I live in Montreal in Canada, where, um, I've lived most of my life. And right now I'm just sort of in a place 
It's so interesting, but I guess like a lot of people who perform and stuff who are living in environments where they haven't seen a stage in over a year, I'm just sort of re-evaluating what that's going to look like after all of this. So the nutrition stuff I was already doing and all things about food and, and nutrition I was very deep into before lockdown, but it was during all of this that I realized that I the courses that I had done to get me to where I am now was actually a huge chunk of the course load to go ahead and do the naturopathy program and I was getting more and more interested in the medical side of things so um I mean, I'm obsessed with food. So like, I will talk about food and nutrition for days and months and years without taking a breath. But part of what excites me the most is like, why, how, what is it doing to our body? What do our bodies do in response to this? So um, that was really cool because I was not at all expecting in a million years. If you'd asked me a year ago, have you ever thought of being a naturopath? I probably would have been like, why? Well, for, for listeners who don't, who may not know, what does a naturopath do exactly? Naturopathy is basically a, it's holistic medicine. So the, the idea is that almost all illnesses can be prevented and um, treated naturally without severe intervention. And that a lot of almost all illnesses are a result of, you know, environment or poor lifestyle choices or nutrition choices and things like that. Mm -hmm. So um, the idea is that um, we help our clients a lot with their lifestyle choices, essentially. And it's not only about the actual food that you're eating, obviously, it can be all kinds of, you know, it includes your stress levels, it includes the the environment you're in and all kinds of stuff. So um, the idea behind it is treating you holistically and going to the, the real root and core of what's going on. So like, I'll just make it, this is so basic and simple. This is not even scratching the surface, but just to give an example, if someone goes to a naturopath with a rash, for example, I mean, all naturopaths are different, so mm. I can't tell you how everyone would treat you, but the basic principle would be to not actually try and get rid of the rash. It would be to try and find out where it's coming from yeah. and deal with that. Because if you, if I gave you a cortisone cream and it made your rash go away, there would still be something going on that's not... yeah okay for you and probably causing other problems for you as well that haven't been you know identified yet and also the rash will probably come back so you have to keep putting these chemicals on your body unnecessarily um to manage something that where there's still like a a root of this problem that hasn't been dealt with so the idea of naturopathy is to go you know, it is not about treating the symptoms as much as finding out the root of the problem yeah. and, and preventative uh, medicine as well. What are, what are some of like the most common lifestyle patterns that you notice that maybe people wouldn't realize like, oh, I'm totally falling into that and it's causing X. Does that make sense? Yeah. So some of the things that I see the most are um, not having a very diverse 
diet. For example, if somebody eats all the food groups every day, that's awesome. Yay, good job. <laughs> and, <laughs> and they're getting their fruits and veggies every day. Yay, wonderful. Um, but they're not switching it up a bit. If they're eating mm -hmm. every day, they have a banana and blueberries in the morning, and then they have, you know, whatever, I don't know, squash soup at lunch. And then for dinner, they have lasagna. And, and it's kind of the exact same fruits and vegetables and whole grains every day. Um, you're not getting a very diverse um, variety of foods into your body. So you have a ton of little gut bugs that are all very different from each other and they all need different things. So if you're just eating tomatoes, lettuce, and cucumber every day, you're not feeding all of them. You're feeding some of them and they're super happy and that's great. And it's amazing compared to somebody who's not eating any fruits and veg, which there's tons of people who don't, mm -hmm. but you are not feeding everybody in your gut that, that keeps you healthy and keeps everything, you know, running smoothly. So one of the things I see a lot is that a real lack of diversity and people just really relying on the same few foods. Like it's almost shocking to me that people don't get bored out of their minds. Like every Monday, they eat the same thing. Every Tuesday, Wednesday, they, like they have the exact same routine every week. And um, that would make me crazy. But I can understand that that is yeah. like comforting. And if you need a routine and you don't have a lot of time, I get it. But to those people, I would really just recommend like once in a while, just switch up something like just like have rely on three different kinds of fruits during the week not just yeah. always the same um and then I think the other thing that I see a lot is uh this really sweet blind trust <laughs> <laughs> that the things that are in the grocery store are healthy and that <laughs> and that they wouldn't be there <laughs> if they weren't so I could like hear the sweet summer <laughs> child like, behind because I love that people that there's people like that and I and I think it's really nice that we aren't all jaded cynical people who are distrustful <laughs> and like I am but the thing is that it's um well anyway it's not real a lot of the food in the grocery store is packed with way too much sodium or high fructose corn syrup or all kinds of stuff and things that you would never expect. Like there's sugar in almost everything. And a lot of people don't realize that because they are buying tomato sauce. And why would like, why would spaghetti sauce have sugar in it or soup? Why would that have sugar in it? And it's not just sugar. It's like the worst of the worst kind of sweeteners. And so I've had people who are dealing with diabetes who don't know. They're like, oh, I cut out sugar. I don't eat dessert anymore. But, but they're not reading labels and they're not checking what's inside the food they're, they're eating. And so they're actually eating a lot of sugar and fat that are both really not helpful for someone who has type 2 di diabetes or any diabetes. And they don't even know that they're eating it. And I've had clients with kidney stones who tell me that they don't eat salt. And not that they can't have any salt, but they should limit it as much as possible. But then when we go through everything they're eating, it's, they're like, oh, I, I use, you know, I buy broth and I cook this in this broth and then I season it with my seasoning. And then we look at the ingredients and everything. And it's like, do you see how much sodium you're eating in one yeah. day? And they're shocked because they are purposely not putting salt in their food, feeling really good about themselves. Like, yay me, I'm doing such a good job. Not even realizing that the, the food they're specifically avoiding is in tons of the stuff that they're buying oh, and 
it's not easy. If you just look at a label, it can be confusing if you're not used to it. But as soon as you know how to read a label, like, and then as soon as you get past the shock of what you've been eating for the last yes. Oh my God. <laughs> then it's easy. You just look and you're like, oh, no, not that, you know, yeah. and, and you just avoid those things. But yeah, I would say two, those are two of the most common things, like, and just not, not eating enough different kinds of foods and then not knowing exactly what foods you're actually eating. I remember I, so I did paleo on and off for about two and a half, maybe three years almost. And, um, the first time I went fully paleo, I was like, that's like, cause I was eating crap. Like I was just like, it was like, not like, Oh, I'm like having a well-balanced, like sometimes I have junk food. Sometimes I was eating no vegetables. I was eating so much like McDonald's and like all this stuff. And I felt awful. I just felt so horrible all the time. And so I caught wind of this like whole 30 thing. And I was like, fuck it. I'm at the point where I literally will do anything not to feel this way anymore. I know a few friends who have tried this. They have really good, like they have really good thoughts and feelings on it. Let's do it. And the first time I went to the grocery store, it took me three hours to get from like entering to the checkout line because I was reading everything. And I almost had like just like an anger fuming storm because I'm just like, why is sugar in everything? Like, and I was so furious um, at how I had been treating my body Mm -hmm. with things that I thought were so healthy. And then I read the label and I was like, there's 50 ingredients in, in here that I can't even pronounce like three fourths of them. And I was so, I was so angry and annoyed. And finally I found like a really nice, like healthy balance. And you're so right. Like reading a label is really a skill. It's a muscle that you have to build. And that first time took me three hours. I can now, if I'm like, Oh, you know, like I'm going to do like a, like really low or like no sugar week, I can go through the store in like 15 minutes, but it's just, it's flabbergasting how little we know and how little we're taught Mm -hmm. about what is good and healthy for us. And it's not just food, like uh, not to like freak everybody out, but like, oh, please freak them out. <laughs> <laughs> but like, just well, I guess that's why I said like this very sweet sort of naive trust that people have that everything that we you know buy in the grocery store or is marketed to us as like a necessity or an act of self care is is not. And there's so many you know crappy chemicals in a lot of our products that we buy to. Yeah, I don't know allegedly take care of ourselves I'm moisturizing it's like yeah you're like there's parabens or or what not parabens what is it uh is it paraben Paraben. yeah Yeah. and and, uh and obviously like if you don't brush your teeth well first that's gross but also (laughs) (laughs) you uncultured troll (laughs) yeah you're a troll if you don't brush your teeth you're a troll but also you know, so everyone's like, yes, brush your teeth, you know, two to three times a day and blah, blah, blah. But a lot of toothpaste have like sodium lauryl sulfite in it, which is also, you know, there's things we put in our face that they use to clean the grease off the floor in a car garage, like obviously not in the same concentrate, but, but there's things to be mindful of. And that can be incredibly daunting. And, and when you first start learning that stuff, whether it's reading a label or understanding the ingredients in your products in your house, cleaning products or toiletries or whatever, like I remember in the beginning just being like, 
I, I just don't want to live. Like, this is insane. It's too hard. It's too hard. Like, what? I can't. It's a full time job trying to figure out what's coming into my house. It really? It's awful. But once you get the hang of it, it, it becomes sort of second nature to you and it's not so bad. But yeah. In the beginning, it was sort of like, either I'm going to ignore all of this and just poison myself daily because I it's too big of a job, or I'm going to just dive into a really deep depression because I can't believe how much shit. There is nothing else. There's no other option. Black or white. That's it. If you're enjoying this episode, I've got some options that will help you get to the next level. First, I have a free five-day mindset makeover to help you gain the mindset tools that will last a lifetime. Get yours in the link below and you can start today. Now, if physical and mental health is more your jam and you need some major accountability to move forward with your goals, I have a membership community, Lift, that will be right up your alley. Learn more by clicking Lift below. However, if you want the cream of the crop, high-touch one-on-one support, and if you want to create some massive change in your life, then my one-on-one coaching program is just for you. Click the discovery call link below to schedule a free 30-minute one-on-one session with me. Now, back to the episode. If you had to say, like, what are... I'm giving a random number, but please feel free to choose whatever, like five to three to five, five to 10, whatever things that you were like, I would steer clear of this, run away from it. Like it's the ghosts from hell. What would you say those three to five things were or five to 10? Depending on um, how many you have off the top of your head. Yes. What are my favorite, least favorite things? What are my favorite no, hatreds? <laughs> So I would tell people to um, steer clear of, well, okay. So nutritionally, for sure, limit saturated fats to an absolute minimum. I wouldn't say never, ever eat them, but I would say like, keep it to a real minimum. Just so Um, people are really, really clear. What all, like, what are some common foods that would be like, Ooh, that's a, that's a saturated fat frenzy. Oh, um, well, any, I am so sorry. There is a ginormous, like three times bigger than a human being marionette puppet outside my window. What? (laughs) (laughs) Has hair made out of streamers and it's just waving in my window and at the traffic outside. Okay. Are you in the Chucky movie? I'm a little (laughs) afraid for you. I got nervous. It had like a puppy mushy, like that white paper face. Okay. I'm pretty um, sure you're about to be in a horror movie, but I'm I'm a little scared for you. I'm glad we're on call. Don't leave the room. That's when bad things happen. Um, okay, so he's gone. Uh the okay, saturated fats. Okay, so most animal, all animal products, so dairy, you know, dairy and um and actual meat products have saturated saturated fats in them. So as a vegan, I would tell people don't eat those at all. And as a nutritionist with an open mind and, and a loving heart, I would say, try to eat those as little as possible. Um, and then just, but even worse than that, just the processed foods that you find in the grocery store are often just packed with it. So, um, and also those same processed foods are really packed with, um, some really nasty sweeteners, like 
you know, high fructose corn syrup, which you definitely can live without and shouldn't have. So those things I would tell people, like those are the, the big nasty ones. Mm-hmm. And then in addition to just chemicals, obviously artificial sweeteners and, and um, uh, colors and preservatives. And then probably um, any foods that, and again, I'm not telling you not to eat these. I'm just saying any foods that make your blood sugar skyrocket and then crash Mm -hmm. does a number on you. So I'm not saying don't eat, I don't know what, a white rice poke bowl. I'm just saying like have a, just a bit of rice in it and lots of other yeah. stuff so that it's your blood sugar is not just going through the roof and then falling again. Um, because it, that just messes with your hormones. It messes with your microbiome. It messes with your mind, like just anxiety and, um, your moods, it causes headaches. It, and then you, when you crash, you just feel like gar- no one crashes and feels great. That's no. not, no one's ever like, mm, crash. I feel so cozy. Like <laughs> <laughs> it's not, it's not a good feeling. So I would, um, so that's not necessarily like a food you shouldn't eat, but just to be mindful that if you are eating high glycemic foods and that stuff, like, yeah, like white rice or rice cakes are horrible for some reason for the longest time everybody was eating them like yes I'm so healthy I'm I remember that with like my yeah. almond butter my peanut butter with the yeah. rice cakes yep I yeah. remember that don't do that that's a terrible just eat some real rice and then <laughs> <laughs> in moderation with some other stuff that's good for you um oh my gosh yeah and then like products there's it's just like there's too many there, there's just so many chemicals and like you said parabens and there's sodium oral sulfate and there's all kinds of um ingredients that it's almost even it's not pointless to name we could sit here for half an hour and name them all but the thing is that they each one of them often has so many different names as well and I don't actually know if that's on purpose to mess with you so that you're like oh yay I'm not buying whatever the evil chemical is I'm so good oh what like twisted mind games like good (laughs) lord (laughs) yeah so obviously in that department, just buy stuff that has like the least amount of things. And like, if you're, I don't know, if your eye cream has like 30 ingredients, put it back. Just don't, don't worry about what it says on the box. Just put it down and walk away. What are some of your favorite, like, I, especially because there's a lot of women who listen to the podcast. What are some of your favorite uh, female brands, or even if you have any like male brands or anything like that, that are like actually not going to um, hopefully kill us in the long term? Um, one of my favorite brands, mm. I, I don't use a ton of products that like, I use a lot of local, oh. like cool. made by human beings <laughs> products. and I make a lot of my own stuff as well. And I'm trying to Ooh. think. Will it's you share so, a recipe? What do you, what do you, what do you make on your own? This is so oh my gosh. Well, there's so many, it's just so easy. It's crazy. Like, um, all right. So one thing my daughter showed me, she has the most beautiful hair. It's like, she has this really dark chocolatey brown hair with these beautiful auburn and almost copper highlights in her hair, but she's 
a supernatural girl. Like she makes her own makeup. She like she makes her own eyeshadow and every, like it's crazy and it's very cool. And she doesn't use shampoo in her hair ever. She washes her hair with like water with a tiny bit of apple cider vinegar in it. And then she makes this rinse for her hair sometimes. And it has like apple cider vinegar, a bit of argan oil, and then a bit of brewed espresso. And she, what? <laughs> yeah, she puts on her hair and like leaves it in for like three to five minutes or something. And then she rinses it out. And for whatever reason, all of those things, and then the sun together just makes her have this like beautiful, shiny, rich hair with highlights in it. And it looks way nicer than if I actually go to a hairdresser and get my hair, you know, when you go and you have like a gloss and all this, you know, mm -hmm. great, your highlights and stuff like that done. And it never looks as healthy as her gorgeous hair that she never washes. And I was like, you don't use shampoo ever. And she said, no, never. And I'm like, but it's not greasy your hair. <laughs> she was like, that's amazing. Yeah. But her body, then your pH gets to like do its job. Cause when we are using shampoos, which um, I admittedly, well, I use no poo. <laughs> I know you heard of it. <laughs> I love the name. That's amazing. <laughs> um, but it's just called no poo. And, um, and I wash my hair like once a week, but, um, but when you're using shampoos, it's stripping all your natural oils out of your hair. So you either end up with really dry frizzy hair or your hair gets oily really fast because you've sort of messed up the pH so your body doesn't know how much oil to produce you know and that kind of stuff so I can see how if you just never used shampoo at all and you just rinsed your hair with whatever something natural and relaxing <laughs> not chemical wow. um that that would give your body a chance to sort of regulate the pH and how much hair oils you needed and stuff like that so I think that's very cool. Um, I just didn't have the patience. I kept trying and cause there is like a stage in between oh, yeah. <laughs> where it's like, I feel like there's my troll. It's like my, if I didn't brush my teeth, but for my hair, like yeah, exactly. oh, yeah. <laughs> I remember in college, one of my dear friends, she was like, I'm going to go like to wash my hair once a month and like really just like embrace that life. And I remember her on like week two or three and she hated life like she was like my hair her hair was like sticking to her face she's like this is disgusting like I'm so annoyed and like all this stuff but now she I mean she has the most gorgeous hair like and she never washes it yeah and here I am who washes mine every other day and it's dead like shit so like you know <laughs> yeah I just I just I, I aspire to be there also I just have to get through that uncomfortable period where you're like my hair is crawling on my head <laughs> invest in some really nice scarves and like just right wrap them oh, yes. tightly around my head for a few weeks and see how that goes um yeah and then I don't know it's very cool now there's a lot there's more and more products that are coming out like even nail polishes that are mm -hmm. you know not totally horrible for you and um the only thing that I would be mindful of um again is just marketing because a lot of um, companies have picked up on this trend of people not wanting to die from their moisturizer <laughs> and shampoo and stuff and food. Um, 
and they'll use words like natural, organic, green, you know, smart or whatever their thing is. And just to make you buy it. But then when you actually read it, there's nothing about it that's, you know, like you're like, what is in here that could ever be organic? There's no natural products in here. Like, why did they write like, you know, happy organics? And you're just like, oh my gosh. soup, gross. Um, yeah. Wow. Thank you for the trust issues. I really appreciate it. That's great. <laughs> I'm the worst. I'm like, I'm like web MD, but like just as a walking person. No, but it's so helpful because we don't know, like we don't, we don't learn this stuff. Like, unless you like really dive into the world and then it's hella overwhelming. And it's like, do I do this or do I crawl in a hole in depression? Like, it's just like, it's so it's such a slippery slope. So thank you for sharing about this. Oh my God. I want to, I want to ask you one more question because the time is freaking flying. Yes, yes. Um, and that is if you started sweet vegan, um, what was the inspiration behind starting that? How is it, how has it been growing that business? Um, so I, okay, I'll try and make this short. Um, what, what year is it? 2021. Okay. 11 <laughs> years ago, <laughs> 11 years ago, I, um, had, I almost died. I thought I was, um, I thought I had the flu and I, I ignored it for weeks. And then I went to a doctor who thought that I had hepatitis because I was completely like yellow and could barely walk. And so I went to the hospital and this is having, not where I thought this was going. Uh, I just want to say <laughs> I had like, <laughs> I had like 12 blood transfusions and it was just insane. And I was on tons of steroids and it was just a nasty, I was in the hospital for weeks and I had three kids and I was a single mom and they don't have like their dad wasn't alive anymore. And it was just a very dramatic, crazy thing that happened. And they finally were able to stop my body from trying to kill itself. And when I was leaving the hospital, finally, I said, well, what do I do to make sure this doesn't happen again? Because the answer was that I had an autoimmune disorder where my body just decided to try and kill all of my red blood cells. Well, not try. It was quite effective. So <laughs> it was doing a really great job. Just getting a gold honest. medal in that. <laughs> like, it almost won. Um, and you know, so they tell you what you have and then you're like, okay, but why, like, why did this happen? And they're like, oh, could be any number of reasons. You might have another underlying autoimmune disease that we don't see. It could be, you know, um, that you had a virus and it looked a lot like your blood cells. So then your antibodies, like you started killing your blood as well, or it could be idiosyncratic. And I was like, what is that? Doesn't that just mean you don't know? <laughs> Like it just happened. Yeah. And they're like, pretty much. And I said, how do I prevent this from happening again? And they said like, mm, like avoid stress and just like take good care of yourself. And I was like, wow. Okay, cool. So I went home and I started obsessively surprise, uh, researching everything I could about the immune system and autoimmune disorders. And then specifically the thing that had happened to me and every disorder that might've caused it, et cetera. And I started learning so much stuff and I was already vegetarian, had been since I was 18. Um, but I started learning a lot about um, what happens to your immune system 
when you eat um, a lot of animal products and how much inflammation that causes and, and the link between inflammation and your immune system and all that stuff. And I bought um, Alicia Silverstone's book, The Kind Diet. I've heard of it. Yes. It's such a great book. I really recommend it because she has it divided into sections where it's like for people who are just curious, people who are really trying to go vegan and then like the diehard superhero that's only going to eat all plant-based whole food, whatever. And she is kind in the book, really transparent about how even she can't do it a hundred percent. Yeah. 100% of the time and that there's no judgment. It's just like, here's the tools. If you want them, I'm not telling you what to do with your life. And so I found that a really nice, gentle transition tool for me yeah. because I didn't want to be, what if I fail at this? I don't want to be judged for this and stuff like that. So I found it really inspiring and I didn't know anyone else who was vegan. So I, I made a website and I just started putting pictures of the food that I was eating up and like information that I should really go clean it up because honestly there's still really dumb articles I wrote like 10 years ago when I was just like whatever I don't even I'm scared to look but anyway just just like everyone should be vegan or die I don't know what it says I haven't looked I'm scared but uh the thing is that I just started doing that for fun because I thought it was cool and I didn't have that resource myself so I was like oh people should see this I can share this so fast forward 10 years uh, or almost like nine years or something. And I'm listening to a podcast that I know you're familiar with. And I hear Delaney Fisher talking about how she's gone from a corporate job to her creative job, becoming her full-time job. And I reach out to her because I hear that she's consulting. Mm -hmm. And I say, hi, Delaney, I'm a burlesque performer and a stand-up comic and a writer but I'm also, I work in community and I, and I, I don't want to work in community anymore. I really want to focus on my stuff, but I don't know where to focus my energy. Cause like none of these things are like my, my, none of these things are like the thing, you know? Yeah. And she said, well, so talk to me. What do you love? Like, tell me about your hobbies. Just tell me everything you do, even if it's not something that's, you know, that seems relevant. So I told her, well, I have this website and I, take photos and I make food and I'm obsessed with this stuff and whatever. And, and I'm a comic and a blah, blah. And she was like, tell me more about this website you've had going for like nine years <laughs> that you do nothing with. You just keep posting stuff on it. Why are you doing that? And I was like, oh, cause I'm so passionate about it. I just like, I'm obsessed with food and nutrition and health. And I just, I want to share this with people. And she was like, and tell me why that's not your job. And then I was like, oh my God, that could be my job. <laughs> she was like, yeah, good. So we started working on that. And that's how Sweet Vegan went from being like, I don't know, like just a cute sharing space on the internet to a, a resource for people where I have, you know, lots of recipes up and, you know, free meal plans and information about the services that I provide and stuff like that. And it's really interesting because when I first started it, I never, ever would have known. Well, honestly, if someone else just hadn't pointed out to me, and I bet you must have that with clients a lot where, oh, yeah. where they're like, I don't know what to do. And then you're like, well, what are you doing? And then they tell you, and you're like, well, how about that? How are the thing you're doing? 
I literally had that exact conversation with a client yesterday. <laughs> like I asked her a question. She says, I don't know. Well, this, 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 and this, and this. And I was like, oh, and I asked her another question. She goes, I don't know. Well, this, 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 and this, and this, and this. And I was like, you realize you just told me it's your subconscious that has this belief system that you're not supposed to know it. And that's your safety blanket mm. for not going full force. And yeah. she goes, fuck, <laughs> like, <laughs> but it's true. Like a lot of the times our brains have told us this lie of, I don't know when in actuality we do know that's just our like a little excuse blanket that says, mm, I get to stay right here in my comfort zone. Hmm. And yeah. it's like, no, the answer lies on the other end of, I don't know. And you know, the answer to tap into it, but I, I, but I would not have ever. And I've had these moments too, where I've said, I don't know. And then given the exact answer. And I would not have had that if I hadn't had someone coaching me and asking me the questions. Like you can't, like, I, I'm not going to say you can't do it on your own. Cause I'm not a believer in like, it's either with a coach, mentor, a therapist, or die. Like, it's not like that. You can do it on your own. It's a hell of a lot faster and a hell of a lot quicker. And you notice all your bullshit patterns that really get in your way. If you do have someone who's calling you the fuck out. And somebody who to just repeat back to, to like mirror back to you. Like I, I, I don't know. I, when I was 20, I, I have a, a journal entry from when I was 20 where I keep writing. I don't know what to do with my life. All I want to do is write and sing. I don't know what to do. What am I going to do is this sucks. I just want to sing and write. I don't want to have to have a career. You know, like I just kept saying it to myself over and over again and then read it like 10 years, 20 years later and was like, wait, what do you mean? I don't know what to do. I want to write and sing. Yeah. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. <laughs> it's like, um, write and sing. Yeah. <laughs> but it's so we're we're such we're such um products of our environment which is go get a job hate your life until you're 60 65 70 80 now and uh then you, you can retire and live on like bare minimum and live your life quote unquote and it's like that model doesn't work anymore we don't stay at jobs for 40 plus years anymore. That doesn't work. That's not the model. Like people can go to grad school and get their PhD and still have trouble finding jobs now. It's like, it's such a different world. So it's like, why not do what you love? It's never been easier. And it's not, I'm not saying it's easy, but it's never been quite this big of an option. Mm -hmm. And it feels so good. <laughs> And we're finally allowing ourselves, and I understand why we didn't. I mean, it's not a judgment. It didn't make totally. sense before. I get it. But, but we're finally allowing ourselves to be happy yeah. now. <laughs> like, I'm <laughs> like, not like when I'm 70, I'm allowed to be happy. Like when every bone in my body aches and I'm tired and I don't feel like traveling anymore, <laughs> then I can be happy. That's what exactly. Oh. God, I, I, you are such a treat to talk to Jen. This was so fun. Yeah, Thank you fun. so much. Before, before we wrap up, I always ask podcast guests these two questions, which is how did you get in your own way this week? And what is a small goal that we can celebrate? How did we, not, how did I not get in my own way this week? <laughs> <laughs> Question. Um, I am like all of your clients. I'm the person who every idea I have, the sweet, innocent child in me that comes up with a brilliant idea and just wants to run with it, gets immediately squashed by the annoying like brick wall parent inside of me who's like, 
you can't do that unless, and then I, it has to be like 27 steps to get there because it has to be absolutely perfect or it's not worth doing. So I've done that with everything this week that I set out to do and something beautiful happened. I just have a simple monthly newsletter that people can subscribe to if they go to my website and what's your website plug it (laughs) sweetvegan.net yeah and um it just had to go out it wasn't a big deal I just needed to write a quick like hey everybody this is what I've been up to this week or this month and then just put it in like this month's podcast episode this month's whatever just like pop 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 send and I spent so, so much time writing the first two stupid sentences and deleting them and rewriting them and I got so irritated with myself that when I finally sent it out this morning and I got my copy in my inbox it said happy march everyone (laughs) (laughs) so so deserved it that I laughed because I like that's what you get that's what you get (laughs) if you hadn't spent like an hour and a half trying to perfect two dumb sentences that are honestly probably misspelled I'm not even gonna go look because I don't need to freak out about it but if I hadn't been so hyper focused (laughs) on like the right way to say here's what's new basically I would have noticed that I hadn't changed the month at the top of the newsletter so that was beautiful it actually made me laugh I was like clown now everybody has a newsletter (laughs) because of you um and wait what was the other question um the small goal small goal we're celebrating so I I've been really procrastinating um putting out I have I'm doing a workshop at the end of the month with a yoga instructor here in Quebec um named Kara Roy and Kara and I are doing a workshop together so it'll be half nutrition and then half yoga it's virtual um and the theme of this one we're doing a series but the theme of the first one is digestion so I'll talk for half of it about digestive health and then she'll actually walk everybody through well not walk but she'll move people through a series of yoga poses that are really helpful to um, optimize digestion oh my gosh yeah and I spent the last few months talking about it and like trying to make meetings about it so that I wouldn't have to just do it but but the exciting thing is we've we've had all the meetings we can have about it now and it's just happening at the end of the month so I'm really excited about that we haven't chosen the exact date but that's all that's left to do and it's going out and I've never done anything like that I've given nutrition workshops before but I've never collaborated with someone and included a whole other sort of I don't know what to call it but like another aspect to the to workshop so I'm really excited about that it's gonna be fun that is so cool. If people um, sign up for your newsletter, will they be able to hear about it and when Absolutely. it's happening? Yeah, right, cool. Absolutely. Yeah. Good, good, good. Jen, you're awesome. You're so <laughs> funny and so great. Where can people find you? Plug all the things. Okay, all the things are, well, as I said, the website is sweetvegan.net. Um, people can find me on Facebook, but it's going to be confusing because there's like too many of me on Facebook, but there is a sweet vegan coaching page. And then I'm there as myself. I'm on Instagram at underscore sweet vegan underscore and for comedy stuff at Jennifer June Chapman. 
Perfect. Thank you so much for being here today. You're awesome. <laughs> Thank you. This was really fun. I was really looking forward to it. It was fun. I just love her. She's so funny. Oh my goodness. Like we always do, let's do some quick major takeaways. Number one, stop looking at your to-do list as it all must get done today. She had a brilliant thing to say to yourself each day. Do the ones you can, but please listen to yourself and your body. Oh, I think that's so beautiful. It just brings intention back into it. It's so good. Two, release control, release control, release control, release control, release control. If you want a really good book on a deep dive into the woo-woo of how to do this, I highly recommend Super Attractor by Gabby Bernstein. Three, the middle is messy. There's an in-between between I can't stop working because I feel like I need to treat my body like a robot and I am living happy guru pants freedom life. There's an in-between that's really messy where there's a lot of back and forth, a lot of gas and breaks. And I just it's so important to remember that that middle is going to be messy. You're not going to be perfect on the first try, perfectionists. Four, reading a label and knowing what you are putting into your body is so important the fewer the ingredients and probably the ones that you can actually pronounce the freaking better remember it's going to take a while to get used to this that is a very weird skill that a lot of us aren't used to so take your time give yourself the grace and put on the curious hat because that really makes it more of a fun activity five a lot of the times we're trying to fix the problem but not the root of the problem. Six, what are some local shops around you that really lean into more natural products or can you make your own? Which by the way, it is Pride Month, so I actually put some LGBTQ plus businesses in the show notes that really lean into the natural stuff. Seven, what could you talk about for hours on end? And can that be your full-time job? which P.S. the answer is yes, despite what your limiting beliefs are. And if you want to learn how to do that, literally listen to most of the podcasts I have on businesses or book a free call with me because I deep dive into the business ideas that you have that you just need to get started on. Shameless plug. Eight, the answer lies behind, I don't know. You have the answer. You have the answer. Stop telling yourself the lie of, I don't know. Allow yourself to dream. Allow yourself to speak it out loud. And last but not least, number nine, leap into the unknown. Put a date on something that will hold you accountable to get out of your comfort zone. But above all, I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. It was so fun getting to talk to Jen Chapman. She's so funny and so real. I just really appreciated that so much. Do not forget, please, if you have not already, rate and review the podcast. It really helps getting more of the word out there. If you have iTunes, just go to your Apple Podcasts and dip, 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 dip all the way down to the bottom and you can hit that five-star button and write a little love note in the comments down there, which is so helpful. Or share it on social media. Tag me, tag Jen. We would love to see what you all took away from today's show. I'll talk to you guys soon. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Life Coach Baker podcast. Now, don't forget to go and get your free five-day mindset makeover by going to lifecoachbaker.com or by clicking the link in the show notes. Until then, I'll talk to you guys soon. Bye.